I'm Scott Hervey with Weintraub Tobin. And I'm Josh Escovito with Weintraub Tobin. Getty Images has sued Stability AI Inc. for copyright infringement after Stability allegedly used Getty assets to train its platform. That's what we'll be discussing on this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Getty Images, a preeminent global visual content creator and leading source for visual content, has filed suit against startup technology company Stability AI for allegedly scraping more than 12 million photographs from Getty Images' portfolio without consent or compensation. Getty Images also alleges that Stability removed or altered Getty Images' copyright management information, such as watermarks, and provided false copyright management information. Accordingly, Getty Images' complaint includes claims for copyright infringement, providing false copyright management information in violation of 17 U.S.C. 1202, removal or alteration of copyright management information in violation of the same statute, trademark infringement, unfair competition, trademark dilution, and deceptive trade practices under Delaware law, where this case is venued. Given the length of our typical briefing, we'll be focusing specifically on the infringement aspect and leave the other stuff out of this conversation. But in order to understand the nature of the claim a bit better, it's important to understand what it is that these parties do. Scott, do you mind providing a brief overview of what the parties do for our listeners and viewers? Sure, Josh. So Getty Images is a visual media company and a supplier of stock images and editorial photographs. It's used quite a bit in the um, television and uh internet and journalist space. They also provide stock videos and music for businesses and consumers. It has over 477 million assets and it generates revenue by licensing the rights to use these assets to creatives, to the media, to corporate entities, and uh, to general consumers who may wanna, might wanna use them on their website or what have you. Many of you have probably seen their images online, complete with the Getty Images watermark. They are really all over the place. On the other side of the case, we have Stability AI. Stability AI is a startup technology company that has created an image generating platform called Stable Diffusion that uses artificial intelligence to generate computer synthesized images in response to text prompts. There's an open source version of Stability Diffusion, as well as a couple of revenue generating versions known as Dream Studio. To simplify the description of what Stability AI does, we can refer to the example used by Getty Images in its complaint. If a user wanted to generate a photo of a cat wearing a scarf, the user would type cat wearing scarf into Stability AI's platform, and the platform would generate uh, supposedly a unique image of a cat wearing a scarf. Of course, the returned image would not be a real photo of a cat wearing a scarf. It would be a computer-generated version of the cat wearing the scarf, and it's supposed to be a unique and new computer-generated version of a cat wearing a scarf based on the AI's knowledge of all of the images that it ingested. And it is the process of how the AI platform generated this image, the learning that's at the heart of the complaint. 
That's exactly right. In order to generate images in response to prompts of Entity Stability's platform, the platform relies on various images that Stability utilized to teach its platform what a cat is or what a scarf is. The platform then utilizes those images to generate a synthesized version of what the user has requested. So in the example above, a cat and a scarf. With that understanding, we can discuss the specifics of Getty Images claim. According to Getty Images, Stability copied over 12 million photographs from its portfolio and used those images to train its stable diffusion model. Getty also claims that Stability used associated text and metadata, which it contends are also protected as copyrighted expressions to train its model. This, according to Getty Images, constitutes copyright infringement. Getty explains in its complaint that its assets are highly desirable for use in connection with AI and machine learning because of its high quality and because the assets are accompanied by content-specific detailed captions and rich metadata. Apparently, Getty Images has licensed millions of digital assets to technology innovators for various purposes related to AI and machine learning. Of course, here, Getty Images alleges that Stability didn't even attempt to negotiate a license with Getty Images for the content, but instead copied the images without Getty's consent in violation of the Getty Images terms of use and allegedly United States copyright law. But according to a variety of AI technology companies, the practice of using copyrighted materials for the purpose of training an artificial intelligence platform constitutes fair use under US copyright law. Whether that's true or not remains undecided. The rise of technology has created this issue of first impression, so it remains to be seen how courts will apply the fair use doctrine in this context, which, as many of you know, permits the use of copyright protected work in certain contexts to promote freedom of expression and for other specific purposes. In my opinion, this isn't an issue that will be decided through just one case. Fair use is a multi-factor analysis that takes a number of items into consideration when determining whether a use was fair under the doctrine. Two of the most significant factors are the purpose or nature of the use and whether the allegedly fair use has an effect on the market for the protected work. With that said, it may be the case that using copyright protected works to train a platform would constitute fair use, but using it to generate new content may not be. In other words, it may be fair to use someone else's IP to train your platform, but if you use it to generate a new product, that may not be fair, but it's a little more nuanced than that, right, Scott? Yeah, that's right. It is a little more nuanced than that. For example, if millions of photos were provided to an image generating platform and it generated a novel image, it seems unlikely that would constitute copyright infringement. On the other hand, if the platform had only a small sample of photos to work from, and if perhaps those photos were from the same creator, the resulting product could constitute copyright infringement. Right, and that's specifically because if we're working with a smaller sample size and it's all from the same artist, it may be less dissimilar than you would expect to see if it was using millions of images to generate the final product. And that sort of takes us back toward uh, another issue that's pending before the Supreme Court. So 
as to what we were just discussing, exactly how different the resultant product would need to be to be considered transformative in nature and therefore protected by fair use is a question currently before the Supreme Court in the matter of Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts versus Goldsmith, which has already been argued and should be decided this term. As many of you know, that case deals with how different a work must be from the original protected work to be considered transformative and not infringing. That decision will have consequences in the AI IP disputes as well. You know, when uh, we were talking about this case, Josh, um, Perfect 10 versus Amazon immediately came to mind. And uh, because there are there are numerous similarities between this case and the Perfect 10 case Right in that case, the Perfect Ten case, it dealt with um, Google's like image indexer and thumbnail creator, um, and the claim was a claim for copyright infringement. Um, you know, Google it crawls, it indexes, and it caches websites on the internet so they can be accessed quickly. The sites that were crawled include many third-party sites, which included in this in that particular case, Perfect Ten's uh, copyrighted images. And as a part of its image search service, Google provided thumbnail copies of the images that are being searched for. And we've all seen them before when we've done an image search on Google. Now, one of the interesting differences in the Perfect 10 case and the case here is that Google did not store or physically transmit the full images, only their thumbnails. My understanding is that Stability AI copies the full image, it ingests the full image, and then it manipulates it so that the machine can learn from it, but it does in fact create a, a, a copy of the full image. So that might be a, a, a distinction between uh, the Perfect 10 case and this case that might end up being um, uh, important or it might not. We'll, we'll just, I think, have to see. Um, you know, there are so many interesting IP issues involved in this dispute, and it's really just getting started. So I don't see this case resolving right away. So we'll be watching this one very closely. I agree with what you said about Perfect 10, Scott. And another significant distinction between the situation in Perfect 10 and the situation here is that Google was essentially indexing and providing thumbnails that ultimately would take the user back to the site. Whereas here, not only are they likely copying the image, but Getty seems to take issue with the fact that some of the final products generated by Stability AI truly are not that different from the products that Getty is licensing. And so that takes us back to the factor where uh, you have to consider what effect the quote unquote, uh, well, I don't want to call it a transformative work, but the secondary work uh, may have an effect on the market for the original work. Because here, if it's generating an image that could essentially displace the original work, that would weigh against the use being fair under the doctrine. Right. I, you know, you raise a really interesting point because there's been a lot of discussion about the use of AI technology in the entertainment industry, whether that is, you know, creating stock artwork. I mean, think about it. You, you know, a lot of television 
television production companies utilize Getty and Pond5 and all these other stock image companies to create images that you see in the background of uh, television shows. And, if, and, and they enter into licenses and they pay money. If you didn't have to do that, if you could use one of these services to create these stock images and it was available for free. So think about all the money that gets saved. Well, what if the images that are created are substantially similar, right? What if they're substantially similar to one of the, or a, a series of images that were ingested by the AI platform? Um, and I doubt that these AI platforms are offering indemnification or any types of warranties. So uh, I think there's a long way to go until we start using uh, these AI content generator generating platforms in any type of like, commercial environment. Um, but, you know, I think I'm maybe getting a little ahead of ourselves. Um, but it is really interesting, your comment about, um, you know, just how different the output is. Um, because if you're a human, you know, like humans observe all kinds of things, right? And um, our observations have an impact on our creativity, uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're engaging in copyright infringement because you may have observed or been um, moved by certain pieces of art and you paint or draw or create your own work that might have a same feeling or emotion, but isn't substantially similar. Um, and you know, as a as a human, you're you're creating this this creative work from from whole cloth, from from nothing. Uh, while the AI, it is doing that, but is it really? Um, I mean, I'm asking a question that I don't know the answer to. Uh, and um, I doubt we'll ever really know, uh, or maybe we will at some point in time in the future. But anyways, really interesting. And you can go down a real rabbit hole with this. So um, so thanks for sharing, Josh. We'll definitely keep our eye on this case and other AI cases as they come up. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for tuning into this installment of The Briefing by the IP Law Blog. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel. And if you like what you listened or watched, please give us a five-star rating. And if you're interested in more content like this, well, we've got over 100 episodes for you to listen to or watch. And you can also visit us at theiplawblog.com.